Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Eddie Thomason, and here's a bit about Eddie. So Eddie is a best-selling author of Unlock Yourself, How to Earn the Success You Were Born to Create. Eddie is on a mission to help young adults remove self-limiting beliefs so that they can live a life they're passionate about living. Today, Eddie hosts the Simply Secure podcast where he chats with other cybersecurity leaders about the impact cybersecurity has on the business. So without further ado, please welcome Eddie Thomason to GEMS podcast where we're going to talk about leadership and personal growth today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Genesis. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) My pleasure. So let's start off with the icebreaker. I want you to share a fun and interesting fact about yourself. Hmm, man, that's a lot of those. Uh, Well, one that I think everybody would appreciate if he's still relevant is the fact that Carmelo Anthony is my godbrother. I grew up right next to him, you know, the the pro basketball player for the Lakers right now. Um, I grew up right next to him on Myrtle Avenue in Baltimore. So uh, that's a fun fact. I I still spend time with his mom. His mom is obviously my godmother if he's my godbrother. So um, I affectionately call her Mama Mary. So that's a that's a fun fact about Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, cool. So is he the same on the feet? I'm well, on the court as well as off the court. Yes. Very, very humble, chill, come from obviously very humble beginnings, um, you, you know, because we grew up in the same area, same neighborhoods, things like that. And he's very true. Every Everything that he exemplifies on the court is exactly what he exemplifies in everyday life. So I 100%, you know, appreciate his example, especially for me. He was older than me when I was growing up. So gave me some hope and inspiration to uh, pursue my own athletic goals and things that I had as I was a kid going through, you know, playing sports and, and trying to be good in academics as well. Mm, okay. So have you ever thought about like interviewing him on your podcast to kind of uh, talk about his childhood since obviously y'all grew up but he was older than you to where he is now because sometimes people once they change their status so, and their socioeconomics um they get a little bit big-headed you know absolutely I would definitely say Melo is not big-headed um I have not considered bringing him on to my show specifically primarily because it's not applicable to like what he talks about right or like what what he's um what his, what he embodies, right? Because my podcast is more so about cybersecurity leaders. So it's like geared towards the CISO, which is like a chief information security officer. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, obviously, can you, can you bring on like generic, like leadership principles and, and talk about those things? Absolutely. But at this point on my show, it's more so like you have to know the lingo and the acronyms mm-hmm. in order to connect with that audience. Um, but that, that's a great question. I would definitely see if I can chat with him about some different, um, aspects of leadership for maybe some different shows and things that I'm a part of. Yeah. Cause I mean, like whenever you think about cybersecurity, it affects all of us, no matter if you're that CSO or if you are, you know, a celebrity athlete or whatnot, because 
criminals are targeting any and everybody, especially if you have assets. So if you're not being mindful of how you protect your intellectual property, how you secure your systems, your passwords, and anything, you could easily be a target. And I only say that coming from a corporate background where I spent 12 years in oil and gas and energy. So mm. working for this particular Fortune 500, it's like, you will be compliant. You will understand cybersecurity because if our system gets infiltrated because you clicked on a link um, in an email or you open an attachment, then you know your internet privileges could get suspended and et cetera. Yes, absolutely. It's funny. It's funny that you bring that up, and I'm glad that your organization. Um, communicates that it sounds like it's more from a fear perspective than a community perspective though um, but I, I 100% recommend that every employee understands their responsibility for security right like it's not just the people in the back room telling you what you can and can't do or, or what you are allowed to download on your computer or not they're, they're really trying to keep you safe, but it, you have a role to play in that, right? Like we get security professionals can have all the tools in the world, right? And, and implement them inside of their environment and all these technologies, but it's still the end users who could still, who are the, basically the ones at the biggest risk, right? You click on some type of phishing link in the email, whatever it may be. So um, I, I think the faster we are able, because even myself, I didn't have this mentality before I started working at Data Locker, right? But I think as as consumers and like everyday workers inside of an organization, if we're able to understand our role in security and like our role is actually much more important than just um, not clicking on links that you're not supposed to, right? But basically being able to identify <laughs> what those cybersecurity um, attacks and things look like, right? And just be aware of it. So yeah. Um, but that's a that's a dovetail for a different time. <laughs> Absolutely, um, but it all it all kind of ties in because it um, we're talking about personal growth and leadership. And I think in order to really have that personal growth, like you need to be willing to look into all areas and aspect whenever it comes to your life. Um, as a whole, from like a yeah. holistic perspective. So let's start um, talking about a little bit of your childhood and leading up to where you are now, because there's definitely life experiences that you went through, Eddie, that afforded you the ability to write the book and navigate some of the things that you've seen, which now some people may see you as a SME, subject matter expert in leadership or um, via cybersecurity or whatever the case may be. But in order for us to understand where you are now, we need to understand where you came from. Absolutely. I call it giving people context before I give them content, right? Um, and it, I, I love that you just dovetailed into that in order for me to share, because my my beginnings were very humble, right? I grew up in Baltimore City. I grew up in an environment where my mom was a single mom. Uh, my dad left when I was about eight or nine years old. So it forced my mom to take care of me and my brother on a $13,000 a year disability income, right? So when you think like poverty, they were a little bit below the poverty line, right? As far as like what it looks like. Um, I've had a job since I was like nine years old, right? Selling hats and t-shirts and peanuts at the Orioles and Raven Stadium, primarily because I looked like I was 16 already. It was just one of those, uh, like those, those huge kids. <laughs> but um, overall, I would say like, you know, that, that humble beginning from what I looked at in my environment, what I thought in my mind as a kid growing up was I had three choices to become successful, right? I could either be a drug dealer, 
I could be some type of professional entertainer, right? So rapper, dancer, singer, something like that. Or I could be a professional athlete, right? Like that's, that's the only options I knew that would create any type of like financial independence or financial wealth, right? Otherwise, I'd just be either some blue collar worker and not to say blue collar is bad, but I would be basically in a position where I would be working paycheck to paycheck for the rest of my life, right? And thankfully, I did not choose the drug dealer option, right? I chose the option of, of going to go play in the NFL. Like that was my biggest goal. I was like, man, I, I really want to be able to pursue this athletic goal. And in order to get to the NFL, I basically, you know, I, I asked my brother, I was like, well, what do I got to do? Like, what does that look like? Right. And it's funny because my brother, he was just the biggest influence as far as football and things in my life at that point in time. And he was like, well, in order to get to the league, you got to, you got to do good in co- I mean, in high school so you can get into college and then you got to do at least three years in college in order to get to the NFL. Right. And I was like, all right, bet. Well, that's gospel. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do that and pursue that route. And um, that's, that's what I set out to do. I looked at it from a perspective, like, all right, I, I came in at high school. I, I had this idea of, I want to go to the NFL, which meant I had to go to college. And then I thought to myself, well, my mom ain't paying for college so, <laughs> on a $13,000 a year disability income. Right. I was like, what, what can I do in order to get into college so I can get to the NFL? And that came back to earning a scholarship, right? Like how can I earn a scholarship? And that was, that became like my, my goal the entire time when I was in high school, how do I earn a scholarship to go play in college? Because that's the next step that I need to take in order to get to the league. Right. And, um, basically long story short, the school that I went to in Baltimore County, it was Chesapeake high school. And it was, it never produced that before. Nobody from that high school prior to me going there ever had anybody go play at a D one institution out of that high school. Right. So, I remember coming into the school and, and a couple of different times, like people ask like, Oh, what do you want to do? And it's like, Oh, I'm going to the NFL. I'm going to the league. I'm getting a scholarship. And then people are like, well, that's, that's probably not going to happen. You should probably focus on academics. Right. Or, uh, you know, you'll get people that like the guidance counselors and, and some of the people that was, um, you know, a part of the organization back then would say, well, you, you got a better chance of going to jail or dying before you ever accomplish that goal, which statistically is true, but, probably shouldn't say that to somebody you know a high school kid trying to make you know trying to establish what he actually wanted to accomplish right and long like I said long story short I became the first student in that school's history to earn a d1 scholarship I went and played up at Bryant University in Rhode Island right and then because more importantly because of that scholarship I became the first male in my family to earn a degree right wow Let's let's <laughs> let's let this marinate really quick. So D1 scholarship, went mm-hmm. to Rhode Island, you got your dream of playing football, and then you were breaking those barriers in your family because you were the first one in your entire family to get a college degree. First male. I have first a male actually okay. who's to the day a year and a half older than me my sister's 55 no sorry my sister's 22 years older than me so I think she's like 50 yeah she's like 52 or 53 now (laughs) and so I had a niece that was about 18 months older than me she got her degree before I did (laughs) wow and let's talk about like driven you were consistent Mm -hmm. You were hungry, you were motivated, and then you asked the right questions um, by going to your older brother because, you know, you needed to understand the playbook. If you were going to get ahead, you couldn't do what the rest of the people on the block were doing because that's not going to get you anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I would say 
you know, having a sense of direction is always good, right? Like for me, you know, when people talk about find your why and identify what your why is and things from that perspective, right? Like for me, going to the league would have solved other issues for me. Like I felt like going to the league from, in my mind, brought me out of poverty. It allowed me to give my mom, like bless my mom financially, right? For the things that, all the sacrifices that she had to make in order to help me get to where I was, right? Um, But also, I guess in the back of my mind, I was running away from the environment that I was in. I thought if I did not accomplish that, then I would just be stuck in the same old, um, you know, rut of life that I felt as though my environment was in, right? Which is wake up, go to work, come home, eat, watch TV, go to sleep, wake up, do the same thing over and over and over and over again, right? I didn't want that to become my life. And I also didn't want the example of like, you know, broken marriages, right? I didn't want the example of, um, you know, domestic abuse, all those different things. I didn't want that in my life. So I felt as though a lot of what I wanted to pursue was I was just running away from what I didn't want. I didn't exactly know what I wanted. I just know what I didn't want, right? And asking my brother that guidance question of like, what does it take for me to get into college or, or for me to go to the league, right? He at least provided some kind of framework and some kind of shell to say, hey, this is an idea. Just go run after it, right? Like go do the, go do the activities that's going to get you there. Nice. And um, with the success that you see today, did your dad ever come back into your life? No, actually, <laughs> my dad is never. We, my dad left sometime in March of 2023, and we have never seen him since. We don't know if he's alive. We don't know if he's dead. We we have no idea. We've never been able to find him. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, yep. so it was you, your brother, and then you mentioned your older sister, who's 22 years apart. That is a huge gap. Yes, very huge. (laughs) And then, so your brother, since he was a big influence in your life, did he ever play college ball or go to any pros? Nope. My brother has been a lifelong um, just football enthusiast. So he watches a lot of college football, watches a lot of, you know, NFL football, things like that. He played for a, I think his freshman year at Douglas in, in, in Baltimore. But outside of that, no, he hasn't he hasn't achieved like the higher levels of like playing in a college or, or anything like that. He just honestly, it's just an incredible mind when it comes to football because of how much he immerses himself in football. <laughs> so with the level of personal growth that you have seen from childhood mm-hmm. to adolescence to obviously adulthood now, when was the aha moment when you said, you know what, I need to write a book? a great question so that came about initially it's funny like the story of me writing a book is is a is always a fun story to talk about because it came from a conversation that I had with uh I would call him a, a good friend of mine right who ran a book writing club like it was like a book writing course that he ran right and he asked me he was like Eddie you ever think about writing a book and I was like no Roger you know I I really ain't like accomplished. I didn't think I accomplished enough in order to write a book yet. Right. Like, I was just like, nah, like it's, I, I don't, I don't know how much I actually have to say. And, um, 
initially he was like, well, Eddie, you know, if you're, if you're trying to get into speaking or if you're trying to, you know, develop your career, what is, what better way than to be able to write a book and be able to put this on your resume everywhere you go to be able to talk at different conferences and things like that and leave some, leave something with someone where they can get to know you on a deeper and more personal level. And I was like, all right, Roger, you know, you, you make a great point. Right. And, um, and so initially, I would say I wrote the book to kind of as an idea of like, okay, if I want to get into this, this public speaking realm, and I want to talk with different individuals, then I think I should have the book as like a credibility foundation type of thing. But as I was writing it, here's the very interesting thing that happened. At the time, my oldest son was not two yet. So he was one going on two. And my second son, my second child wasn't even born yet. He was still baking in the oven, right? And um, as I was writing the, you know, writing the chapters and everything else and going through the process of editing, I was like, man, how cool is it that no matter what happens to me as their dad, they'll always be able to come back and reference this book, this book for guidance. Cause the entire book is based around, um, you know, developing yourself and growing yourself and, and surrounding yourself with the right people. And it's really a roadmap that helps people go from, um, maybe a place of lack of mentality and, and, and self-limiting beliefs to overcoming and being victorious over any, any circumstance that you're in, right? So it became like this idea of like, man, that's so cool that my kids will be able to always reference back to a book and know that dad is still helping them long after he's gone. And then it took another, uh, I guess, dovetail inside of that. It was like, man, it'd be also really cool because my kids will never experience what I experienced. My kids won't experience a dad that's not present. My kids won't experience domestic abuse. My kids won't experience like, you know, not having the, the, the necessary love from like a father figure or a male figure in their life, right? But they'll interact with people who have, right? They'll interact with friends and stuff in school and different coworkers as they get older and maybe different teammates as their own sports teams. They'll get to engage with different people who have grown up in a similar background that I have. And how cool is it that they'll have a sense of, appreciation and a sense of uh, empathy for those individuals because their dad went through that right and being able to offer them some type of resource which it would be the book right a resource to say like hey man i literally know where you are i'm like thankfully that's not my story but that was my dad's story and you can learn from his book i mean it, it's it's taught me a lot even without going through it so just think about what it's going to teach you as you're going through whatever this process is that you're going through and trying to identify yourself. So that's, you know, the, the, uh, it's, it's really cool how like initially it started out, like I said, I, I would say more so from a, I wouldn't call it selfish, but it was like a self-serving place is where I started writing the book from like, Oh, I just needed as like uh, this crutch to say, Hey, you know, I, I am an expert in this idea in this arena, but then what it transformed into as I was writing, it was like, wow, this, this thing, this this small little booklet, right? This little tangible thing is is available to impact generations long after I'm gone. Absolutely. It's the way that you lay your foundation. It's your business card in a sense, because versus handing out business cards, you could hand out your book, which is something yep. tangible that people could actually learn from and grow from, from reading and learning about your life's experiences, even though they may not necessarily be theirs, but mm. they, you may have some parallels to what you shared in the book. And you never know how that one person who you touch by them reading the words in your book 
who they're going to go on and touch and really create that domino and ripple effect. So how old are your sons now? So they, they literally just turned three and two. So oh, okay. uh, that one was born March 1st and the other one was born March 31st. <laughs> Super cool. So three and two. And mm-hmm. then when you think about leadership from the aspect of business as well as home, because they say if you lead your home well, you'll lead the outside world well. Mm-hmm. So what are some leadership principles that you practice in the home and outside the home? It's a great question, Genesis. An incredible question. And one of my favorite people like to lean on when it comes to leadership is John Maxwell. Love John Maxwell. I can, I can nerd out on a lot of his books and, and courses and everything else. And the reason why I say that is because you talked about leading your home, but the hardest person to lead is yourself. You first got to lead yourself before you can lead anyone or anything, right? Any organization. So my first tip to people is learn how to lead yourself and you lead yourself through daily habits, right? Like whatever you got to look, you got to really, I would say audit what your day to day looks like, what kind of habits that you already have in place that may not be pointing you in the direction of where you want to go, but instead is limiting you from leveling up your life, right? And really getting to that place where you really want to be. So, you know, like, for example, I remember when I had to sit down and think to myself about social media, right? It was, it was a time where I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have any Instagram. I mean, I cut out everything, cut out Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter, every, everything, every single social media platform I took off primarily because I realized when I woke up and my alarm went off, what I would do instead of getting up and being productive, I would just take out my phone and I would scroll through these timelines. Right. And then the next thing you know, I had this thought like, oh, I was going to work out or I was going to eat a breakfast or I was going to do something, right? Something different. But for an hour and a half, I'm just scrolling, right? And me scrolling didn't add any value to me. It didn't make me better in any way, shape or form. All it was doing was basically, um, you know, just creating a busy time, right? And then what would happen is I would have to be at a meeting or something 20 minutes later. And then I'm like, oh crap, now I got to rush because I was just sitting here scrolling the whole time, right? So that's just one example of like, are, do you have a habit of just waking up and scrolling for no reason just to be entertained, right? Or are you, have you set up your social media to really educate you and encourage you for every single time you're on your timeline? Do you have to take a social media cleanse where you cut off everything so that you can focus on what's important? Like maybe your physical health, right? Maybe it's mental health. You, you, you got to take some time to spend with God, meditating in the morning. Maybe it's time that you have to um, uh, just work out, right? Or maybe it's time for me and my wife, sometimes it's waking up early enough that we can have a conversation without our kids yelling and interrupting us, right? Like, it does, it like whatever it may be, but you got to figure out those pockets of time and start, like I said, auditing your habits currently so that you can start making changes, right? Because you can't, as we all know, you can't replace or get rid of bad habits. You just replace them with good ones. So you got to identify what those bad habits are in order for you to replace it with the good stuff that's going to lead you to the things that you really want to accomplish. Absolutely. And I did a segment on this um, a while back on my podcast. It was a solo segment where it's called purging. Like, what do you need to purge from your life? 
If mm. it's not adding value, it's time for you to put it to the side and purge it and just mm. get it out of your house. Get those old numbers out of your phone, get those people off of your contact list or et cetera. Mm. So you can make room for new things to enter in. And as you were, you were talking, I was really being intentional with the things that you were saying, because a lot of times you have to do the inner work in order for you to see it materialize externally. So as I was looking at your background, because I'm very, <laughs> I try to be um, focused there. So you had Unlock Yourself, which is your book. Mm -hmm. You have faith. So faith is a principle, obviously, that keeps you going. You. It looks like you have a picture of you and your wife, or I'm not sure if that's your wife. Um, yep. <laughs> and then what else do you have in the background there? And it's kind of hard to see. It's kind of blurry, but I try yeah. to really pay attention because whatever makes you like focus and what keeps mm -hmm. you in that vein of just really having that clarity and a reminder, because obviously you have faith there as a reason, because it's some type of reminder. You have your mm -hmm. book there because it's a part of you. And then you also want to communicate that outwardly. So people will be like, hey, Eddie, what's that book about? And right. then your wife, like, you know, who doesn't want to, you know, show off your Boaz or your rib yeah. or your other yep. part? Um, Absolutely. And I think it's so important. And then I don't know why you have a light, lightning bolt there, but I guess it's <laughs> recharge and energize. And then what else do you have there? I don't know if That's, you can take anything off the wall or yeah. just follow out. No. So it's, I mean, it's a bunch of stuff that's back there. Um, like you said, it is a little blurry, but all this stuff is kind of like subliminal, right? So one, I appreciate that you're even taking a look back there because some people, they don't even take the time, right? Um, but it's it's a lot of important things that's back here. It, and it, it, sent, it tells me different pieces of um, just of me, right? I feel like this is an opportunity to show the personality beyond the leadership principles, right? Like the things that really make Eddie tick. And um I would turn around and, and talk backwards, but then you won't be able to hear the audio as well. So, so here's what I'll start with. I would say the faith piece is obviously there because I, I am a man of God. I'm a believer. I feel like, you know, me and my wife's entire relationship is based on that principle. And I don't know if you ever heard of like that triangle, but the more that me and my wife pursue God that's at the top, we're on the opposite ends of this triangle, the better that we'll be, be closer together as a couple and be on the same page when it comes to leading our family and what we really want our family to stand for in this world, right? So the faith thing is very, very important to me. I do have a picture of that graduation picture. That's that's what that is right there. Um, and that's, it's it's a it's an iconic moment for me because that was the, I guess, visual proof of the fact that, um, I guess, visual proof of the fact that I broke a generational curse, right? So that, that was huge for me. Um, and then other, other little things up there, it's like little pieces, like it's a little diamond that's up there. You can't really probably tell, but it's like over here in this little area, it's a glass diamond. It's because of a goal that me and my wife have in order to, you know, reach a different level inside of our business. That's called like a diamond level in business. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's, it's a bunch of different pieces. And to be honest, this lightning bolt, it's probably the one I get the most questions about, but at the end of the day, it's not nothing special. I just... <laughs> I love the lightning bolt and I just wanted a, a added little benefit of light, like a different kind of light that was in the background. But my wife uh, at one point told was like, well, the lightning bolt shows how much energy that you have. And I was like, well, I'll take that too. I'll give it, I'll give it as a, as an extra piece. So, but no, that's, that's some of the pieces of me that's back there. 
And um, I appreciate you taking notice. <laughs> nice. And thank you so much for sharing and just elaborating because it not only lets me know a little bit more about you on a personal level, but it lets the audience in on who you are. And so as we wind down, Eddie, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment. It's a great question. Or, or I guess a great opportunity. I would say, Genesis, everybody that's listening right now, I want you to take this statement and run with it. What you believe about you is so much more important than what they believe about you. When I, and when I say they, that's like, you know, anybody that's telling you that you can't do it, any of the naysayers, your haters, right, whatever you want to call it whatever they say, it doesn't matter. If you got an idea, if you got a business that you want to start, if you got a, a team that you want to grow, if you have this endeavor that you just want to pursue, you know, flat out 100% of your time, energy, and effort, go do it. Because at the end of the day, you're going to upgrade your association anyway, because you're in pursuit of something that you love. And then people will continue to come around you and uplift you and encourage you because you're pursuing what you love. So that's, that's my biggest, uh, my biggest tip for people that's listening today. <laughs> Dropping gems on gems. So Eddie, how can the listeners and viewers connect with you via your website and where do you primarily hang out on social media? That's an awesome question. I would say <laughs> definitely uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. That's probably where I spend a majority of my time. I, all the other social media platforms, in my personal opinion, drains my productivity more than LinkedIn does. So I spend a majority of my time on LinkedIn. As far as websites, uh, the one that you're going to get the most engagement with at the moment is if you go over to simplysecuredpodcast.com. That's where my podcast is hosted and everything else that's there. Uh, but that's where all my energy and, and everything is being directed at this moment. <laughs> There you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and you just heard Eddie Thomason, and all of his contact information will be in the show notes, so you can plug in with him by going to Simply Secure Podcast, learn more about cybersecurity, and find him on LinkedIn, which is Eddie Thomason, and that's E-D-D-I-E Thomason, T-H-O-N. A-S-O-N, and that will be in the show notes. So if you like what you heard here, feel free to leave us a review. What do you like? What don't you like? What, what topics do you want to hear? That's how I'm going to learn and grow. Feedback is a gift, so package it up and put a bow on top. And make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We are on 40 plus platforms. Follow us on YouTube at GEMS with Genesis Amars Kemp for video content. And for those of you who are interested in contributing to the missions of GEMS podcast, where we educate, inspire, and motivate while bridging the dots and connect, while bridging the gap and connecting the dots between diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, we're looking for brand sponsors and ambassadors. You can find out more information by going to genesisamariskemp.net. And you will also find out that we are ranked in the top 3% globally per www.listennotes.com. So until next time, peace, love, Jesus. and lots of blessings. 
Have yourself an amazing day and use that lightning bolt to electrify and recharge your personal growth and enhance your leadership because we're all leaders, but you have to believe it in order to see it. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.